Listener Production. Overseas markets struggle for direction with Wall Street off for a public holiday. And Aussie shares expected to open low on Tuesday with West Farmers hosting a strategy day. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Tuesday, May 30. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, it's a a little bit of a dull affair, isn't it, when the US is off for a holiday? They were off for a solemn day, the Memorial Day holiday is when they take a, a day to remember their fall and kind of a little bit like Anzac Day. Should we talk about the state of origin instead? We could. And I don't know how grateful our listeners would be, but if you prefer to have more of a sporting roundup in our conversations each day, uh, please uh, leave a review and make mention of that. We'd be delighted to oblige. Ryan is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the sporting universe. But we could focus on the United States rather than the state of origin. We could. And I suppose the point to make is that even though the debt ceiling issue has been resolved in principle with a handshake between President Biden and Kevin McCarthy, the leader of the Republicans in the House of Representatives, there's still a bit of work to be done in terms of the processes that uh, lead to these bills um, getting through Congress. And there are some committees for them to get through. And there have been all manner of uh, comments made from the aggressive Republicans. They seem like very angry people to me, Ryan. They could really benefit from a cup of chamomile tea, I reckon. They could, Tom. And we heard from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, and he's a candidate. He's fizzed up, isn't he? He's, he certainly uh, is. He was on Fox News, and he was throwing his arms about. He's a candidate for the Republican 2024 presidential nomination, and he said the deal does not do enough to change the US's fiscal trajectory. And after this deal, our country will still be careening towards bankruptcy. Yeah, and that's not the sort of thing that the average person would be encouraged by. So these are the sorts of things that we expect when we see these issues arise from time to time. Uh, It's the moderate voices that are important. And for the moment, it looks like they're holding sway. So uh, we've got a couple of uh, mini hurdles to get through. But do you think that the market's got this in the rearview mirror now? It appears that way. It seems to be now refocused on what's potentially going to happen with the debt ceiling as far as... If you look at the US government bond market, we did see Treasury futures linked to the 10th the, to 30th. These are part. price moves in after hours trade that we They need to are with the market close. So we saw the futures linked to the 10 to 30 part of the US government bond market rallying, obviously, on light volumes. So moving higher in price. That's it. And we saw forecasts that the debt ceiling bill that will unleash a deluge of short term US Treasury bill issuance. So that could potentially drain liquidity from markets and way on risk assets. That said, we have seen the futures contracts for the US share markets edge higher overnight. But within that, the S&P 500 futures, which we were looking at in after hours trade, they were higher at the beginning of their after hours session. They were up by a little over three quarters of a percent and tended to drift lower into the close of their after hours session. They were up by about a quarter of a percent. So not much to hang your hat on there one way or or the other in terms of these price moves, whether or not they're stock futures or bond futures. So in terms of what we saw in European trade, again, it was a pretty languid session given the fact that the UK market was closed for a public holiday. Lots of holidays, Tom. The POM's working much at the moment. They've enjoyed a good run out of the royal family when it comes to public holidays lately. 
the coronation, the coronation several the bank holidays, the Queen, all that stuff. Sadly, yep. So anyway, so on the continent, there wasn't much to take your breath away there. I see that the Spanish Prime Minister's done a bit of a Mark McGowan. No, he's not going to quit. He's going to call a snap election. That's right. We saw Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez call a snap election in the wake of losses for his Socialist Party in regional and local voting on Sunday. And on the back of that, Spain's IBEX 35 index slipped by 0.1%. But that wasn't the only election people were focused no. on, Tom. What was the, going the on Turks, in Turkey? Yeah, that market did quite well. It was up 4.1% after President Tayyip Erdogan sealed his victory in a runoff election. Yeah, who would have thought? Is there much there for us to uh, unpick in terms of the influences for the local market? Probably not. Uh, so in terms of what we can look forward to over the co- uh, course of coming days, we've got some uh, European inflation numbers. We've got some manufacturing figures uh, out in broad terms in various jurisdictions. So I suppose the point there is, Ryan, that uh, with all of the debt ceiling issues taking up a lot of oxygen in recent weeks, now what we're left with is refocusing on that growth, inflation, interest rate dynamic. Indeed. And of course, the big bopper is on Friday. We get the latest jobs numbers out of the United States. Non-farm payrolls are expected to lift by about 180,000 in April. And that would keep the unemployment rate broadly around that 50-year low of around 3.5%. And markets will quickly recalibrate their forecast towards a US federal rate hike in June. Yeah, so the thinking at this stage is that we'll get another quarter of a percent when the Fed meets in June. A stronger employment number will um, inflame sensitivities about a potential for a bigger rate hike. It would have to be a pretty big number for the Fed to be thinking about a half a point hike, you would think, at this stage. I think they'd be erring on the side of caution, given what we have seen in terms of the banking crisis, the tightening of credit in particular, and, and bank lending standards and the like. So on the back of that, I think that 25 basis points would be the ceiling as far as a rate hike is concerned this time around. So it would have to be a pretty serious number one way or the other to make a big impression on the markets, you'd think, uh, with the non-farm payrolls figures on Friday. But of course, there are a bunch of earnings being released this week as well. So we have seen the back end of the earnings season and broadly they have been fairly good. But the focus remains on inflation and interest rates at the moment. I suppose there hasn't been, apart from the AI conversation and the chip makers, there hasn't been much of a catalyst to shift people's thinking. If if there is one issue, it's that the S&P 500, in terms of its um, price to earnings ratio or the you know how expensive or cheap it is it's running just ahead of its long-term average which means that people tend to think it's a bit pricey at this stage because they're not getting compensated for some of the risks that are out there in the economy at the moment and also there's big a big focus on what's happening with the tech stocks so we have seen certainly that demand bid the safe haven bid for technology shares. Interestingly, though, in Europe last night, we did see technology shares fall 0.7%. Yeah, it was yeah, the they worst gave up performer. So certainly the, the refocus on interest rates perhaps is coming back into the view of investors at the moment. I think it'll be a really interesting week to see what happens with the technology stocks in the US uh, when they come back online. They have been incandescent uh, in terms of the, the heat in the rally lately. So 
that'll be quite fascinating. But locally, unfortunately, we don't have anything nearly as interesting to guide investors. We've got building approvals figures today, which will be valuable, but not the sort of stuff to take your breath away. Ryan, perhaps you might be thinking differently. Not at all. I think Is your that, breathing going to be affected by the building approvals figures? Well, building approvals are typically volatile because they of are. apartment consents and the like. So not really going to move the needle on the economic front. Tomorrow is the big day with the monthly consumer price index indicator release. So that will have an influence. It's the monthly number. which It is, but it will have an influence on potentially what nothing. the RBA does yeah. on the week after next week. Yep. And certainly as far as today is concerned, we're expecting to see energy shares in focus and, and performing quite well with all prices lifting a little bit overnight. Indeed. The other thing to look out for today is West Farmers. They host a strategy day. So we don't have many examples of conglomerates on the ASX, but the, certainly the best example is West Farmers in terms of its reach into various industries. Uh, um, all of their businesses are, uh, run uh, quite effectively and they are you know, highly regarded in terms of their views on things, so they'll be looked at quite carefully today. The Bunnings and Kmart owner is likely to provide the market with a trading update for financial year 2023, so that'll be a key focus of investors, in particular whether Bunnings can continue its momentum as far as the housing market's concerned. There's been a lot of DIY over the pandemic, but we have seen slowing of building approvals, but also house building in generally with those costs and labour pressures as well. And Kmart, margin pressure starting to come through is likely to be a feature of their numbers today as well. Indeed. In all candor, it'll be good to get today out of the way and get the first US session of the week uh, online later on this afternoon. In terms of what we saw in the commodity space, a bit of affirming with those oil prices, as you alluded to, Ryan, with uh, the US benchmark up by about a half of 1% to $73.04 a barrel for NYMEX light sweet crude oil. Gold futures just slightly easier, down 0.1 of a percent to 1,942 US dollars per ounce. We have seen the Aussie dollar moderate slightly. It's back to around 65.4 US cents. Ryan, thank you very much for your thoughts this morning. Feel free to leave a review and tune into Laura and Stevie this afternoon for the afternoon Comsec market update. Have a good day. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.